Melbourne's David Spratt has published the second part of a three-part series, Faster, Higher, Hotter, What We Learned About the Climate System in 2022. David Spratt is responsible for Climate Code Red and co-authored a book of the same name, and he is known for not letting his audience escape the realities of the climate crisis. In this piece, which begins with Two degrees is not a point of system stability. He begins, even sharp reductions in emissions will not be enough to avoid crossing the 1.5 degrees Celsius threshold, nor the 2 degrees Celsius threshold, given the record-breaking use of fossil fuels in 2022 and the forecasts. Yes, welcome to this latest episode of Climate Conversations. I'm your host, Robert McLean. This podcast is assembled here in Shepparton, in northern Victoria, Australia, on the lands of the Yorta Yorta people. Yes, the stolen and unceded lands of the Yorta Yorta people, and I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Again, welcome. Continuing with the second part of this three-part series, Spratt writes, Yet, It is a big mistake to think we can stabilise or park the Earth system at around 2 degrees Celsius and expect it to stay there. And he's quoting Will Steffen, the late climate scientist from the Australian National University. Spratt continues, Earth's climate history shows 2 degrees Celsius is not a point of system stability, but a signpost on a road to a hotter planet. Fully prepped by David Spratt, we now move to some news stories. The first is from the New Daily. The headline for that story is, Wild storms spark hundreds of calls for help. Severe storms and strong winds have flashed Sydney and the New South Wales central coast, causing flash flooding, felling trees and leaving hundreds of homes powerless. The State Emergency Service received hundreds of calls for help on Tuesday night and several roads were closed due to flooding fallen trees and hanging wires. The Bureau of Meteorology said on Wednesday morning a severe thunderstorm warning remained for New South Wales central and southern tablelands, central slopes plains and southwest slopes. Giant hail, intense rainfall and damaging winds are all possible, it said. The former Fire and Rescue New South Wales Commissioner, Greg Mullins, writes in the Melbourne Age and the headline for his piece is As La Nina wanes, what follows could be even worse. As a sodden and flood-weary country emerges from three long years of La Nina, there's a different threat looming just over the horizon. Firefighters know that grass fires follow floods. The grass and forest regrowth that springs up so quickly during rainy seasons, even in areas that are normally almost bare, quickly dies and dries out when the weather turns, becoming tinder-dry fuel for bush and grass fires. His story continues. Make no mistake, while grass fires are less intense than forest fires, they can be just as dangerous. They can start mere hours after rain stops and often spread at breakneck speed, too fast for people to outrun. Many people have been killed when trapped in the open or in cars by fast-moving grass fires. And now we shift to a story from Reuters, the story written by Anthony Deutsch, Kirsten Ridley and Simon Jessup has the headline Dutch airline KLM sued over greenwashing ads. Environmental groups are suing the Dutch subsidiary of Air France KLM over an advertising campaign 
they allege breaches European consumer law by misleading the public over how sustainable its flights are. Dutch campaigners, Fossover Enel, supported by environmental law charity Client Earth and Reclaim Fossover, on Wednesday filed the first lawsuit alleging greenwashing in the airline industry in the District Court of Amsterdam. KLM, which says it has invested millions of euros in a more sustainable fleet and is working towards the industry goal of net zero carbon emissions by 2050, met with the groups before the suit was filed, but failed to find a solution. Now we shift to a story from Reasons to be Cheerful. Charlie Metcalf has written the story and the headline for it is Heat from the Amazon Data Centre is warming Dublin's buildings. Metcalf's story begins. On January 3, 2023, the 5,000 students who attend Technological University Dublin returned from their winter holiday to their cold suburban campus in Talagd. At a time of the year when the temperature often falls to near freezing, they would have rushed through the revolving door into the toasty, enveloping air of the main building's glass entrance. What few of them probably knew was that the warm air that greeted them came not from the traditional gas or electric boiler like most of the buildings in Dublin, came instead from a large hangar-like warehouse a kilometre down the road, where piping hot servers stored terabytes of online shopping information and Amazon data centre. And now Oliver Millman writes on The Guardian, and the headline for his story is Shell's actual spending on renewables is a fraction of what it claims, group alleges. His story begins. Shell has misleadingly overstated how much it is spending on renewable energy and should be investigated and potentially fined by the US financial regulator, according to a non-profit group which has alleged a complaint against the oil giant. The US Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, has been urged to act over Shell's most recent annual report in which it stated 12% of its capital expenditure was funneled into a division called Renewables and Energy Solutions in 2021. The division's webpage, which is adorned with pictures of wind turbines and solar panels, says it is working to invest in wind, solar, electric vehicle charging, hydrogen and more. And Climate Action has the story, IEO. Global energy crisis pushed fossil fuel consumption subsidies to an all-time high in 2022. The story begins. Fossil fuel consumption subsidies worldwide soared in 2022, rising above USD $1 trillion for the first time, according to new IEA estimates. As turmoil in energy markets sent fuel prices in international markets well above what was actually paid by many consumers. The IEA has been tracking fossil fuel subsidies for many years examining instances when consumer prices are lower than market value for the fuel itself. The new report provides the first estimates for 2022, which show that global fuel consumption subsidies doubled from the previous year to an all-time high of USD $1 trillion. Next, we have a story from Yale Climate Connections. And the headline for the story is, Increasingly extreme heat could cost Phoenix $2 billion a year. The story begins. We regularly reach temperatures over 110 degrees, so heat is definitely a big, big issue in the Phoenix metro area, says Anna Bettis, of the Arizona Healthy Cities program at the Nature Conservancy. She says Phoenix is getting even hotter as the climate warms, 
and that rising heat has many consequences. It can cause illness and even death. It drives up energy bills, and it can damage infrastructure such as roads, and when it's hot, people may miss work or be less productive. All those impacts have an economic cost. Now from the Washington Post, we have a story by Dan Stillman. His story begins, In the midst of an unusually warm winter, across much of the northern United States and southern Canada, the Great Lakes now have the least ice cover on record for the middle of February, which is typically when the ice begins to reach its maximum extent for the season. As of February 15, ice covered only 6% of the Great Lakes, compared with a historical average for the date of 41%, according to data from the International Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's Great Lakes Environmental Research Laboratory. The previous record low for February 15 was 7.8% in 2012. This winter's lack of ice, part of a longer-term decline in Great Lakes ice coverage tied to human-caused climate change, could have implications across and downwind of the lakes, not just for the rest of this winter and the coming spring and summer, but all the way into next winter. You'll find links to all those stories mentioned in this episode in the show notes. And yes, we've reached the end of this episode of Climate Conversations. Thanks so much for your company. It's been wonderful to have you on board. So until we meet again, I urge you all to please take care, stay safe, and please be kind. For everyone you meet is fighting a great battle. And please, if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with your friends. And that's important, truly important, because we all need to know as much as we possibly can about what's happening with the climate crisis. So until we talk again, please take care.